thing my whole life. Suffered for the art, that's why I'm so nice. I've been doing this thing my whole life. Suffered for the art, that's why I'm so nice. Hit it. There we go. What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Jake, the Mississippi Superman Reeves, and Tyler. Oh, yeah, you're doing the intro today. I, you already did it. No, take it away, dog. Well, I'm going to let you introduce Barrett. Featuring you. Fe- no, host. I'm not featuring me. I'm the host. You're the host. Featuring yeah. the host. It's always featuring the host. Okay. And featuring your co-host, which is me. Special guest, we got Coach B, Barrett Thompson here today. Mr. Muscle Man. Mr. Muscle Man. Is that what you go Mr. by? Muscle Man. No, 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 no. That's the first time no, I've ever he heard goes, of it. He goes by Dr. Coach B is what he goes by. Dr. Coach B? Or yeah. just Coach B? I've been no calling doctor. him. No doctor. So. I've been calling him doctor for like two weeks, so, right? Yeah, oh, or like, true. I've been called the uh, Wish version of Liver King before. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. I like that. That's funny. Yeah. They uh, said it, and I was like, man, that is the most funniest compliment I've ever got. It life. is still a compliment, <laughs> definitely. Is, yeah, I, I'll be yeah, the Wish version of Liver sure. King yeah. all day. I felt good about it. It was huge. I went home and ate some liver. Yeah. Did you really? Oh, I think it was kidney though. Raw? We're not oh, I've done it once. I didn't really like I didn't like the texture as much. I heard it I sucked. I'm not doing that shit. No. No. I don't I even know. I don't even like cooked liver. I don't I like ate, fried livers. No. I ate organ meat well, me and my wife, we eat organ meat twice a week. So at least a hundred grams in twice I a don't, week. I uh, don't I don't want it that bad. What organs? Any organs? Yeah, really it's usually just liver, kidney, heart. Those are those cooked? are heart. Yeah, and tongue. Yeah, yeah, definitely. How do you cook that shit? Depends on which one it is. I don't know. I'm out. Never mind. Let's just say a liver. How do you cook a liver? Yeah. I like it when she, I, I personally throw it in an air fryer. I, I do all my shit in the air fryer because I don't, I don't eat oil. Yeah. I cut all oils out of my body. So when I did that, man, that was a game changer right there. So uh, your body can't really process oils as well as we think it can. So it's vegetable and stuff like that. The same guy that sold us vegetable was wearing the same tie that's selling the CNN, I think. So, it's selling what? It's CNN, like CNN, mainstream, the, the mainstream media, media. Oh, okay. and mainstream nutrition. It's one of the same. Yeah, man, same mask. Lot of, lot of. I don't know about oil. I don't know what you're talking about there. Tell me about that because I don't, I don't know. I don't. So know oil, um, mainly like vegetable, for example. You know, we we eat it, and that's a waste. And uh, our body can't really break it down. It does nothing but sit in there and cause inflammation and bloat in our bodies. So um, you take that out. All oils out, and within three days, you'll be able to tell a significant difference in your bloat. Significantly. In like, your what? In the bloat in Bloating, your belly. Yeah. yeah, and over a week, your your joints and everything. I mean, you just feel feel a lot better when you cut all that out. And I just replace it with uh, organic grass-fed cow butter. You can get that shit at Walmart. What is cow butter? You know, like butter. butter like like butter. almonds do, turning oh, butter. Just, just yeah, bu- yeah. regular butter. Yeah, but from like a grass-fed cow. Oh, yeah, like all butter is actually cow butter, so I, I didn't know. Right. I didn't, I mean, yeah, like when you said food. cow butter, I was like, "Oh, is that something different?" So it's like know. organic, yeah, like butter. Organ- yeah. organic. I got yeah, you. Yeah, I got and, you. Uh, I've been I've been using it too. It's actually really good. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. I, I've just I've never I've, I just never really like I, I try to limit my sugar. That's one of my big. Yes. Yeah. That's one of my one of the biggies that I always tell people to cut first. If you look at yeah. me, I can't. You know? I haven't limited. But I, I have a I have an issue with it. Most people have a sugar addiction. <laughs> I do. Majority of people walking around out there are just as addicted to sugar. And this is what I tell you what it changed my mind when it came to like um, people that had addiction issues because I never had a, like a drug addiction issue. Like I messed with it a little bit when I was younger, but it was never like a problem. Right. And then I got to thinking like, like it's probably a lot worse to be addicted to heroin than it is to be addicted to sugar. And I yeah. don't seem to be able to completely kick my sugar. Habit. That's so crazy. You said that because all the time we talk about addictions, I'm like, I don't really have an addictive personality, but yeah. that just changed the game. Yeah. 
Yeah, so like I if can't. You, that was the mindset for me. The shift for me stop. too, because it's the same thing. Stopped. Sugar is that you can't stop. Haven't stopped. Yeah, you can't stop. Change my word. Can you can? Yeah. yeah. So the same neurons that are firing in your brain and saying, "Hey, this shit's good," and is giving me this oral fixation, would be not not comparable to shooting up heroin or something like that. But your brain's still getting that sensation to right. it. So it, that's fake dopamine. Yeah, right. yeah. Fake there dopamine. you go. You're jumping it up. I was man. talking. I was talking to Mo about this. Um, fake dopamine is dangerous. You got to be really careful in any area of your life with fake dopamine. Because um, for one thing, anything that gives you an unnatural high of dopamine is gonna you're gonna run the risk of addiction. Number yep. two, anything that gives you a high of dopamine. Okay, dopamine. Y'all know who Andrew Huberman is. No, why he's is a, that familiar? He's he's been on the Joe Rogan podcast. He has his own podcast. Yes, exactly. He's, I know. He, yeah, yeah, he's an expert with yep. like uh, testosterone and brain chemicals. He's a scientist. Okay, and uh, yeah, he's got his own podcast. Yeah, he has his own they're, podcast. They're long and like in depth. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, I was listening to him recently, and when you spike your dopamine, okay, dopamine is a non-renewable. It's it's a renewable non-infinite um, source. You don't have infinite dopamine. You will run out of dopamine. And when you spike your dopamine, your dopamine doesn't, you don't go from zero spike and back to zero. Anytime your dopamine spikes, it drops below zero in a similar manner to which, it, that's why, have you ever had like a really great workout but got sad after? Something I deal with. Uh, I feel, I, sometimes when I do really hard and yeah. then I'll, I'll go home, and I'm pumped on the way home, but then I'm like, I then could have done better. Yeah, well, I'll, you know? yeah, I'll crash. Sometimes I'll, I'll be like, I don't even need to do jujitsu anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. Stupid. I'm like, I'm like oh I could have done that yeah. that last rep. Like, why was I acting like Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and you'll have that like sat. Well, what that is is that's your body's dopamine response. Like your body will spike dopamine in response to the workout because workout in, spikes dopamine. Like it just does. It's it's uh, one of the reasons why you have people that get addicted to working out, and that's uh-huh. why working out can be a really good thing for people who have addiction problems. Like if you have a drug addiction, if you have issues, you need to replace that addiction. Working out can be a healthy alternative for you to release endorphins. Uh, so it does the same thing, though. I mean, not but to the same level. Better, yeah, not to better, the same level. Better though. manner. I mean, nothing's going to replace heroin in terms of the amount of <laughs> dopamine that you're putting taking. I can in. agree with that. You know, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I never fucked with that shit, man. I never messed with that. I really want to stop cussing on the podcast because we're getting really close to monetization numbers. Yeah. And th- <laughs> they're going to go and review us. And if we have a lot of cuss words, they're not going to monetize us. don't have that us. many cuss words lately. Yeah, we've cut it way back. Oh, yeah. Way back. I think I've already dropped like three. I know. Have you? I think so. I haven't heard you. But I think either. it was like the S word or something. I don't think no, that's not oh, a big deal. Yeah, yeah, I'm not but, worried about but that. But like, you got to go back to older versions Bro. of this podcast. The GDs were out there. Uh, a lot of F bombs. No, a lot yeah, of F bombs. So much. It was just lewd and crude, and yeah. And I dropped like forty f bombs in three minutes on one episode. Man, if it's not if there's not an f word in one of my sentences, it's not a complete sentence. I agree I like with that, especially when I'm trying to motivate somebody. I bet I bet you hard out here. You I know? I don't in class unless it's really? fighters. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. Like, fighters is such a small percentage of the people I work with, though. Well, I was I was I was thinking about this on the way up here. You know, like the the group of, just talking about fighters. Yeah. Uh, so the group of people that 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 you try to motivate or you're motivating is such a small group, you know, because there's... It is and it, and it isn't. But in, in, in all, yeah. you know, like, so, so for me, I like working with overweight with overweight males, you but, know? But that's a lot of who I work with, too. And then, well, I'm talking about the ones that get in the cage and want right. to lock that door yeah. and beat the that's shit That's like probably 1% to 2% of my clientele. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Those so the people I'm actually training. When you get to that group of people, yeah. you know, like then... But, but you know what? It's caused issues because I'm hard as fuck. 
on those guys. Yeah, I believe it. And um, it's not for everybody. Not everybody can handle it. Yeah, that's that's. I was literally telling my wife on the way up here. You know, it's such a small group when you get down to that to that what one two percent you said. You're right. When you get down to that, so then you you're in that mindset because that's your group. You know, right. so you're. How you speak to them and how you push them is completely different from how you speak and push these people. Absolutely. Know? Because you know. Absolutely. You know you can throw your personal feelings. Here's in. the thing. Okay. There's no money in fighters. I'm not training fighters because I'm trying to get rich. Right. I'm not training fighters for any other reason than I love to train fighters. I'm right. not training fighters to pay my bills. I Like, if anything, fighters cost me money because generally a fighter takes – Four times as much time as a regular client. They don't like to pay their bills. They're usually late. They never pay for their privates. They usually get them for free. Um, they usually are young and dumb and don't have their shit together. Um, they usually cause the most stress in my life of any client and take the most time away from my family on the weekends because I'm traveling with them to fights. I can see that. They are, without a doubt, that's why I am not trying to run a fight gym. I am a... I own an MMA gym and I do train fighters as like two separate things because there's no money in fighters. And if you want me to train you as a fighter, then you got to show me something. Right. Like you got to show me like you're super coachable. You're going to listen to me because I will not work with a fighter. The moment that somebody comes in and tells me they want to be a fighter and they show me an ounce of uncoachability, they're gone. So I do the same thing with like a triage call or whatever. So like when I do my initial call call with somebody. Tell me a little bit more about what you do. Okay. So, so what for the people listening at home who don't know what you do, what do you do? All right. So um, Coach B here, you can find me on any social media. I'm not a hard guy to find. Uh, so I'm, I'm a body transformation coach is, is pretty much what I'm going off of here. So when – for me, for an example, when I hit my wall when I was 320 pounds. Damn. You know, yeah. I was waking up every morning, man, and uh, I would literally open the, the mirrors in my bathroom because I didn't want to even see myself, you know. Yeah. Then when I got out of the shower, it was worse. You know, when I woke up in it's the tough. morning, I never wanted to look over towards my dresser because I didn't want to see myself. And it just, I hit that wall. One morning I woke up and I turned my light on and I, and I caught myself. And when I caught myself, I was just, you know, I I, this can't happen. Yeah. It ends today. Yeah. So, man, it was 2018, and I'm, I'm 33 now. So okay. Whatever, whatever that math. Four is. years ago. Yeah. So you'd have been 29. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're older than me. So yeah. Okay. So I started then, and uh, I I didn't really know anything about nutrition at the time. Yeah. Uh, I knew a little bit about the gym, but mainly I just knew oh cardio. So I got what I thought was healthy food, and I ran three miles a day every day, no matter what. Over 300 pounds, every, that probably yep. worked. So I seven mean. months later, there I was, 195. Wow. And I was like, man, I look like a crackhead. <laughs> and then I was like, I know how to lose weight. I'm going to do this bulk thing, and I'm going to get back up. And I did it, and like we talked about in there before the show, I didn't really know what I was doing. I just kind of got, got flabby again, you know? Yeah. Then I cut it down. I was like, oh, man, I got a little bit of muscle mass out of that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it again. But I did a little bit, you know, looked leaner. into all kinds of stuff, did a lot of leaner and stuff. Then I got to where when I finally figured it out, I was up to eating like 8,000 calories a day for four days and 10,000 for two days and 5,000 for one day. And it was nothing but, man, like 13 chicken breasts a day and like 800 grams of oatmeal, you know. It's a lot and, of food. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was Bro, a lot. And not I was, only is it a lot of food. Okay, here's what people don't understand. 
and I don't know how much you've researched this, but here's why that's so tough, okay? It's not necessarily just the amount of food. The food that most of us are eating is processed to be texturally extremely, (laughs) like, fun for us to eat. So, like, like, so... The texture that humans crave the most is crispy, crunchy on the outside, soft on the inside. That's mm-hmm. what we want. Yep. Okay, that's what if you look at the way we make cookies, the way we make everything, that's what we want. Cru- crunchy, crispy on the outside. And the foods that you're eating don't give your brain no, no. that reward, right? Eating that, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. When I'm eating like chicken and rice, which I've done a lot of, um, I'll get like, I'm an eater. And I'll get halfway through a meal, and I'm like, I don't fucking want to eat this. You know what <laughs> Dude, I mean? I love it. That's I the reason it. why when I was cutting 170, I hated healthy food so much. Um, I was supposed to be doing close to 2,000 calories a day. I was only doing like five because I was not eating my meal prep. I would like right. start it and like, oh, this is terrible, and like just throw yeah. it away. And yeah. just like this, is, I just, I don't, I'd rather not eat. And like we talked about, like it's, that's terrible it's for worse. you. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. You were talking about how much you were eating. A lot. A lot. A lot. Between five and 10,000 calories yep. in a day. So I gained like 27 pounds. Um, I mean, are you, it, are it you, went are all you good tracking pounds. your, okay, I was going to ask, are, are yeah. you tracking your, your body, like your fat? My body mass index yeah. and all that stuff. On are you doing body, body mass index or are you uh, in body? In body. Okay, in wait, body. I like that better. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember the exact numbers, so don't quote me. But really, I was going more off visual than the in body than anything. You know, because I didn't really care. And with really what care. you're doing, that, right, right. that's all that matters. I didn't really care about my numbers. You know, like right now, if I look at myself, and I and I feel like I look good. I don't care if I weigh right. four hundred pounds. You know, as long as I feel like I look good. You know, and that's that's a big message I try to push to everybody. It doesn't weight doesn't mean anything, nothing at all. Yeah, unless you're competing in yeah. a weight class. Yeah, unless you're in a weight class. Yeah. You know that weight has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. And um, once I got up, I think I got up to man. I want to say I was two forty two. I think it's what it was. About what I'm at right now. And then I uh, then I cut. And then what are you what, right now? Right now, I was 194 this morning. I, I, my guess was yeah. 195, yeah. yeah. So whenever I swap to cut mode, it's kind of like how you, you get in that zone whenever it's like fight day or something. When I swap to cut mode, I don't want my food to taste good. I don't want it, I don't want it to yeah. taste good. Because if I eat it and I get that oral fixation in my head, then I'm, I feel like I'm rewarding myself, and I don't want to be rewarded with food. Right. You know, I'm going to be rewarded with something else, not food, because I don't want my body to think like, oh, this is when I'm happy is when I'm eating or this yeah. is, you know, because I'm rewarding it. So I don't want my food to be good. So then I'm cutting out pretty much everything. I go to that isopure unflavored and I just, there's, it's disgusting, you know, because I don't I, want, I, I don't want iso- the birthday cake. I hate you know? isopure. Dude, I'd rather have unflavored than the birthday cake. Yeah. Though, <laughs> oh my God, dude. I, when I used to cut to 170 pounds, I did this twice where I would do a week of no solid food and I would only do isopure protein and I had isopure it was like a mango something oh. and when I first got it I honestly liked it yeah but, but when you're killing it every yeah, day though and I'm doing I'm doing a shake every two hours yeah so every two hours I'll do a shake and I ran I drove a vending truck I refilled vending machines for a living so I'm handling honey buns all day and, <laughs> and, and, looking and at stuff, it. just looking at it and then every two hours I just had a, a I had a one gallon jug of lukewarm water, and I had my mixing cup, and I had my my protein in a in a bin next to my my truck, my seat, in my truck, and I just mix it up real quick, down it, hold my nose and down it, you know. And, and to this day, if I smell isopure protein, it will make me yeah. gag. Like I'm just, I just, I've, I here's like I get, I do know where you're coming from. I've seen both sides to this. I've seen because I've seen fighters who do like what you're talking about. I did it. 
and down the road ended up with like eating disorders and, yep. and some issues yep. where, um, believe it or not, fighters and wrestlers are the highest percentage of males to have anorexia and bulimia. I believe that. Um, because we were, we're crash dieting and then put, packing it back yep. on and doing it over and over again. Um, and so I've seen I've seen really good examples on both sides of the fence there. So, I, but I know where you're coming from because when you go into fight camp, not fight day, but fight camp. When I started fight camp, I was that way. It was just when you when you when you can make that mental switch, yeah. it's not hard anymore. Yeah, it's being able to do that is. I'm not saying it's hard. Any, any, first, I want to lead off by saying it doesn't matter what uh, physical state you're in. Any, anyone in the world can achieve greatness. You know, at first you got to. At first you got to be great, though. You right. Can't, you you got to change you. Exactly. Yeah. So in order to achieve greatness, you got to be great first. Yeah. And being able to make that that switch, saying, okay, well, now now's the day I'm cutting weight, and I don't want to be rewarded with food. Yeah. You know, that's it's not like I'm the only one on planet Earth. You know, it's not All like right. me and David Goggins are rubbing elbows together. You know, mm -hmm. it's anyone anyone can achieve what they want to do, and it's and it all starts mo within mo themselves. Most of the time, what I have found too. Um, there's, I've read two books recently that have been on this theme. One is the power one more by Ed Milet and one is atomic habits. And, um, most of the time your goals aren't as far away as you think they no. are. It's just small changes. If you'll just change a few things and just let them be changed forever yep. and not go back, you'll reach your goals. The problem is a lot of people they don't have the discipline to see it through. And I, this is something where, and this is where me and you, I, I think when we were talking earlier. Yeah, the rain dance. You know, well, um, you know what? <laughs> I actually want you to sell that on here because I've got something I want to say about it. But, I, but I'm going to cr criticize you just a little okay, bit. Okay, on this okay, Because I'm going to tell you, you, this video, before I ever talked to you, your video saying this popped up on my TikTok and I did not know who you were. Really? And I remember watching it. And um, then I realized who you were on the phone when you told me yeah. that. And I was like, this is the same dude, dude from TikTok. Tell, so tell me, and I was using the pinata reference. Yeah, tell yeah. tell, tell what, you, what you were saying on there. So when Native Americans needed it to rain, they did the rain dance, and it worked 100% of the time. The reason why it worked 100% of the time is because they danced to it fucking rain. Excuse my F word. Okay. They, they danced to it rain. <laughs> so, right? Patience. Go ahead. go ahead. You know, they had the patience. They stuck with it. They had a plan. They stuck with the plan, and in the end, the plan came together. Here's the only reason I don't like that. Let's do it. It didn't rain because they danced. The no, no, no. The action was inconsequential. That, that's true. But they believed. Right. They believed what they were doing yeah. was working. Yeah. They I were just, committed when, to it. When I hear that, I'm like, <laughs> well, I, if I'll just do whatever, it's going to rain. So <laughs> if I'll just do whatever, I'll lose the weight. You know what so I mean? Like, uh, it makes like the action inconsequential. My, my three miles a day, you know, eventually yeah. it's going to get to where that's not going to help me lose weight. Eventually. I, eventually. Yeah. Right. But I had a plan. I stuck with it. And I believed in that plan. And that plan got yeah, me. But pretty, at three hundred pounds, if you're if you're running three miles a day, which by the oh, way, yeah. I'm surprised that your body held up to that. Because usually, yeah. if you get over two hundred fifty pounds, putting a lot of miles on your knees and <laughs> and your like, because I remember when I first started running again, um, I got plantar fasciitis because I had been like that was a fancy word. Oh, yeah. Plantar fasciitis, however you say it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I had been. Not running, and when I had ran, I was always like 195, 200, 210. Nothing, never above 210. Right. And then I got fat because I wasn't fighting anymore. Because that's what happened to me. So 
Um, I was in the end of 2014, I fought at 205 pounds and I was walking at 205 pounds. I did not cut any weight. I quit cutting weight and I, and I still have no intention to ever cut weight again for the rest of my life. Um, more than likely, I don't know. I'm, right now, ever. right now, I don't have an intention <laughs> to cut weight again. Um, I, I intend on dieting again, dieting down yeah, and getting yeah. lean again. But as far because I was cutting like 20, 25 pounds of water in a day. Yeah. You know, I was like, I was, I was doing things that could kill me. There's and, a big difference in between, you know, getting healthier and, oh, shit, I got to beat the scale. And I'll be honest with you, I think a lot of, like, bodybuilders dance with that line, too. Oh, yeah. A lot of bodybuilders, a lot of fitness people dance with the line between, like, you're doing you're doing 800 milligrams of caffeine before a workout, dog. You're not yeah. doing your body's any, body have any you, favors. Have you ever looked up peak weeks for bodybuilders, a peak week? Uh-uh. Oh, man, it's fucking crazy, dude. It's, it's crazy. Tell me about it. So, it's... um. Don't don't pay me to this. Every, everyone's peak week is 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 different. You know, if you like need every, Mo to look anything up for you, he can. He can. Yeah, Mo, look up a peak week. They're all they're all different. Um, peak week, P E A K. Yeah. So where you're trying right. to trying to peak out your muscles, you don't want to come in flat. And you don't like going to, into a, tar- a competition. Yeah, yeah. Like so it's the week into, before. So like peak week right. ends like day it's seven. Like hell week is, for us is show day. Day seven is show day. Oh, you actually, do this? it would be a week. Hmm? No, he, do you do this? No, I'm not a bodybuilder. You're not a bodybuilder. No. It would Your only, wife does that, right? She's no, a, she's no, she's a powerlifter. Okay. Yeah. Very, very powerlifter, strongman, yeah. and bodybuilder are yeah, all three yeah, very yeah. different things. And what do you do? I'm, I'm he just, works. The, he works out. Yeah. Work out like hell. Yeah, he I coaches people. Love it. I didn't know if you did. Yeah, like, dude, I push ever, people to their goals, man. That's what I do. Well, yeah, goals. I always tell people. So you don't ever say, get tanned up and looking all. No, I laid in a tanning bed a few days ago, and yeah. I was like, "Why did I even do this?" And I'm talking about I could that be dark stuff. I seen somebody the other day who just looked like a peak week. In a week prior to competition, bodybuilders also employ. Uh, tapering strategy for fine-tuning the body in an attempt to maximize their contest day aesthetic, known as peaking or peak week. Yeah. These strategies involve manipulation of macronutrients, electrolytes, water, and exercise. Now, I did know that they did it with water because they do a lot of the same things we do. Right. Like cutting weight for competition, they don't, they don't have to deplete so much, but they cut the water out the same way that we do for the same reason. Because you'll see these guys on the scale – at fights and you can see their muscle fibers yeah, like, yeah. and the reason is there's no water in between the skin exactly. and the muscle fiber and that's what bodybuilders do is they cut that yeah. they don't want that water in between their skin and the muscle fiber they want it they want to build that's why they look so Tone. different on stage and what they really do in real life yeah. yeah so if you hit your peak your peak <clears throat> that is good but you can miss it mm-hmm. oh really and, and yeah and that's that's so bad because you worked so hard to get there and then you miss your peak by like a day well, like the next day of the show, the guys look like just absolute monsters, but they were flat during the show, you know, oh, because yeah. that's, tough. that's when you got to hit your carbs the same time as you hit your, you hit your water. Yeah. So you'll be drinking like nine liters of water a day and like four days, four days out, you'll cut like all carbs or like mm-hmm. five days out, you'll cut all carbs, like none. Yeah. And then you're drinking like nine liters a day and then you start like two days prior, anything you pee out, you only drink half back. Whoa! Yeah, they'll you gotta weigh your yeah, yeah. weigh your piss. Huh? Yeah, so I, I like know guys that measure up. their shit too. Heard that? Yeah. That's that's extreme. Yeah, I'm known guys that do that. <laughs> that was extreme. shit in the plastic bags yeah. and then weigh it. Damn. For what? What do you get out of that? So Just they know exactly what they're lost? taking in versus what? exactly what's going out. They're walking around with doggy bags. Nice. There's no guesswork at all. You know, they right. know exactly what they're pooping out in terms of weight. Exactly what their body's main, like either burning or or storing. Smart. Yeah. It's just it's, gross, ex- it's just extreme to me. <laughs> I'm not. I, I don't want it. Like it's just one of those things. I don't want it that bad. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That seems that seems pretty hard. Well, so does Peak Week. Right. And then and then on that last day, you uh, you eat like 600 grams of dry carbs. You know, like basically like 17 packs of rice cakes, and all them carbs will go straight to your muscles. And 
just and blow you blood yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah, and then you peek it out. But you can come in it's flat, crazy. or then you can or you can spill over, and yeah. then you just kind of look like you did Before. as a gym bro. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I just really good looking gym. Bro. I've had to. Uh, what happened with me? Fighting met with it made it so much easier when I was fighting because when I'm fighting, that's and that's the reason why competition I think can be good is um, I'm more like where you are now. And, and, and I don't say, I don't, I don't, my diet's not nearly as dialed in as yours is. Um, but what happened with me was I was 205 pounds walking and I had, you know, ripped up cause I'd cut for a fight. I'd, I dieted down and cardio, I didn't cut any water. I came in at 200 flat, actually weighed in it to a, for a, to a, a light heavyweight fight. How tall are you? Six, two and a half, six, three. Um, and boy, I get boy. down, I got down to 200. I fought Bo Johnson down on the coast. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I remember. Um, I won that fight, and that was not, that's my last MMA fight. I haven't fought MMA since. I've boxed three times, but I haven't fought MMA since. Um, I got engaged in January. That was in November, January of 2015. My firstborn son was born in December of 2015. I was 265 pounds by December of 2015. Woo. So I put on 60 pounds of nothing but fat. <laughs> between because i was still 205 in january too when i got engaged i was still 205 i was just i was maintaining really really well and in that year of getting married her getting pregnant us having a baby i just pack because your your body when you when your wife gets pregnant yes. your body produces a thing called prolactin um and hers what, or yours yours why so you're you will smell <laughs> that your wife is pregnant wow. it's, it's actually really interesting because it's one of the few um evolutionary I think my wife's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the few evolutionary traits that prove uh, pair bonding really? over promiscuity and over uh, a polygamy because it proves that men have been inv very involved in the raising of the children for the majority okay. of human existence. Did you know your testosterone actually raised and lower around baby's crying? It depends on the, the length of time the baby's crying. Really? Yeah. So like if a baby's crying for like a short term, you know, your, your, your testosterone will come up because you're, you get in defense mode. Really? If it's crying for a long time, it'll go down, and you turn into more of the nurturing type. Like, oh, what's wrong with this baby? Yeah, you know, you that's, pick it up, you try to mother it. That's really interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. like when you hear pro, your baby crying. Prolactin, you actually. Yeah, and you're like trying to fight somebody. You're like, yeah. why is my baby crying? Prolactin works as like an anti-testosterone. Prolactin makes you put on fat to prepare you for the long sleepless nights ahead. It gets you ready to kind of nurture a child and gets that's you insane. out of that. You know, yeah, it's it's crazy. Cool. We can, we can pick up on it, and it and it works in exact opposite of testosterone. So a lot that's why you see guys come get dad bods <clears throat> while they um yeah look that up prolactin um get dad bods prolactin is a hormone releasing the pituitary gland the pituitary gland is a small gland at the base of the brain uh, regulates the balance of the hormone okay I know what the pituitary gland is it's that um, HGH maker right there yes sir that growth hormone it, it, and a lot of other things too. Um, women but anyway, have, women have that too. Prolactin, yeah. no idea. Never about, researched that. We're about to find out. Uh, it's respond, yeah, because it's responsible for lactation. Yeah. Um, hormone that's responsible for lactation. Certain breast tissue development contributes to hundreds of other bodily processes. Prolactin levels are normally low in people assigned male at birth, and non-lactating, non-pregnant people. They are normally elevated in people who are pregnant or breastfeeding. But when your wife gets pregnant, you produce prolactin too. Where did it? I, I'm just telling you that. Oh, it's not on the board. <laughs> my bad. I, just, I was. I thought you were. I reading. just know that that's. I that, crave that spicy food so bad when my wife was pregnant. Really? Yes, yeah, so bad. I I gained more weight when my wife was pregnant than she did. 
luckily I was bulking when my wife was pregnant this time, so I couldn't really, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was a good thing. Yeah. It was a good thing. It helped me out. I was bulking, too, just not in the right places. Like, I was waking up at, like, 2 in the morning, like, man, you know what sounds really good? One pound of unseasoned beef right now. Me every night. Oh, nice. Unseasoned beef. Yeah, so I eat a pound of beef every night anyway. I was down about 220 um, here a few months ago, which is the leanest I've been in a while. And, um, hey, y'all blowing up. Y'all got the Liver King. (laughs) (laughs) The Wish version. Wish.com, Liver King. Yeah. Yes, sir. I've actually got some. I've got some pretty big guests that I'm trying to dial down right now. That I'm not gonna. I'm like we got Liver King, Wish.com this week. Got uh, got some other big names I'm not gonna name yet, but y'all y'all stay tuned. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, lactin levels is what we were just talking about. Oh yeah, that's all. I'm pretty much. No, you got down to two twenty. Oh yeah, and what I started doing because I I realized that my my. I cannot eat all day long if I want to. I can go no calories for 14 hours. I, from the time I get up to the time I, it's time for bed, if I don't want to eat, I, I may not even have a craving to eat at all. Um, but then I lose all self-control about between midnight, 1 o'clock, <laughs> 2 o'clock, and then I eat all the ice cream in the house, all the cookies, and I, I'll just I'll eat 10,000 calories and I'm sitting, which with that kind of food is not yeah. as impressive. Um, but... What I realized when I realized that what I started doing was I would do a really big lean meal right before like when I got done training at night. As soon as right. I got done training at night, I'd go eat like a bunch of chicken wings or um, steak, a big steak, or you know something that was really going to be really fill me up right before then, and then that helped me curb that late night craving um, before bed. So you know what else is really cool is, is insulin. Have yeah, I'm scared. I'm, I'm scared to fuck with it, my insulin. Yeah, I'm not talking about injecting. Oh, no, okay, no, 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 your no, body's... Na- yeah, natural. Okay, like natural G- insulin. High GI yeah. foods and low GI foods, if you yeah. ever those at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, one would think, if you just asked you know, somebody who didn't know, what's the most anabolic hormone in your body? You would say like HGH. or HGH. Yeah, testosterone. Well, technically, is HGH considered anabolic? I don't know. Considering it's not a testosterone derivative? I don't, uh, I don't know. It's a mild yeah, question. Anyway. But those would be the top two that popped up. Right, that's you know? the... Yeah. Insulin is number one by far. Yeah, in terms yeah. of in terms of pr- changing, because I mean, really, what testosterone does is it improves protein synthesis, right? I right. mean, that's really the the big difference. But insulin, if you are eating a lot and you're, you know, insulin's doing its job. It so like yeah, when you spike your insulin and how long if you if you figure out if you if spiking your insulin high or for a short duration or long durations in certain parts of the day or after training, before training, things like that, the goal, the what you'll get is significant. Yeah, significantly different than just having a. You can have a really good ass diet. Yeah, you know, and you have a really good ass gym routine. But if you learn to control your your spikes of insulin and when and how with high GI foods and low GI foods, man, it's crazy. Yeah, you know, I get asked all the time if I'm on steroids. I'm like, no, dude, I I eat a banana and I spike it for like 15 minutes and I follow up like a pound of beef. Yeah, you know? that it's. It's in, if you can figure, and I, I know a lot of people that take insulin mm-hmm. for that reason because I don't like, understand how it works. So when your insulin, so when you when your insulin spikes, right, the wave tops here. When your insulin spikes, is when your let's just say your fat receptors are wide open, your muscle receptors are wide open. They're taking it yeah. all in, right? So the longer your your insulin spikes, that's the more time that all that food you're eating either gives you time to get fat or gives you time to get repair your muscles. You know, okay. get, get fat nutrients into your muscles, right? So if you spike it for a short period of time, but you just ate 
a shit ton of chicken and rice or something. You know, that's that's pretty so good. It's kind of like hot and cold with your pores. Yeah, but you have to like deplete your muscles, like deplete them in the gym, and then go home and spike it. And, and do okay. It. Yeah, it's yeah. the it's the idea behind the the anabolic window. Yeah. After yeah, you yeah. leave the gym, people have that thirty minute anabolic window. I just yep. worked out. I need to get some food in me mm. to hit my anabolic window. Okay. And that's kind of the science behind the anabolic window, which you know, Sp- spike that insulin after you deplete that muscle. So, so much better. a banana before you eat. Yeah, that's meat. a high GI food, so it'll come. Your insulin spike will come up, not be up long because of the sugar in the banana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah what glucose. is it like twenty-seven? Well, it's, it's, yeah, high glucose. Yeah, ten grams. Of yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. What's well, it's a it's a it's a glucose. It's a fructose. I'm sorry. Yeah, fructose. it is a fructose. Is fructose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it is a fructose. And I honestly, uh, I think it's important to also take in, but is I think it's also important to take in glucose post workout too because of your muscle glycogen. Like you have to get. You know, and and your straight glucoses, I think, do trend like become muscle glycogen easier than fructoses do. What is that? Like potato. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a glucose. Starchy stuff. Yeah, starch. Starchy. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's it's funny if you think about it. Like millions of years ago, the trait that hu- the human species got to make us survive, you know, the ability to like swap fructose over, store it as fat and stuff, right, is ultimately what's killing us now. Genetic lag, yeah. baby. Yeah. So genetic lag. It's killing Crazy. us on a lot of fronts. You know, like I tell a lot of my clients whenever whenever we come in, you don't have an eating problem because a lot of them don't even, they, they do what you say. Like, well, only one time a day. I don't know why I'm fat. Like, that's your problem. That's man. why you're like You know, fat. like, or they'll doubt me. I'll tell them all the time, man, you can question me all day long. I love it. Don't doubt me, man. I got you. Yeah. Like, like I, I'm, I'm not going to screw you up. A lot of people, like, a lot of people just need to do something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, there's definitely, I mean, when you get into the science behind it and you really start yeah. dialing it in, which I think becomes more important as you get older and you start trying to hit bigger goals. Like right. once you get in shape, now you have to start researching. Like once you're kind of in decent yep. shape now, it's like, okay, to hit this next level, I really need to, yeah. like most people, to be completely honest, I'd say like 50 to 60% of the population. And I had to say this cause I sell high in gym memberships, but most people could probably reach their goals simply by doing like jumping jacks for 30 minutes to an hour every day yeah the sense, the small change if they just did that they would probably they would probably lose the get to where they b- want to be right now before then they could join the gym and then well no they don't or need to do it before they join the gym the reason no, that i'm, I'm the reason i charge what i do is a the the i can only work with so many people and the expertise in which that i have that i work with people like i, I had i've had to study constantly for the last 10 12 years right. I'm still studying and learning every single day. Um, I can only really work with a very small amount of people. It takes, I mean, it's a very, it's a very, um, I completely lost my train of thought of what I'm, of what I'm trying to say here. It's a, it's a highly skilled like thing that I'm teaching and I can only teach it to a certain number of people. Right. And so it's, I I can't not charge a lot of money for it because otherwise I'm going to be broke unless I go get a high paying job, which takes away from this. And then it'd be really hard for, especially around here, it'd be really hard for me to continue to get better at it. Um, but you know, it just, it's really, really difficult to like, for people that have not created habits and don't have the social structure around them to reach certain goals is very difficult for them to do it. And that's the reason why higher end gyms that have a stronger community have such a higher rate of success than normal gyms do, it actually comes down to the fact that, okay, as humans, we are tribal. That's the reason why you always hear people talk about you're going to become the average of your five closest friends. Yeah. Um, And I'm going to be honest, I have come to terms in the last couple of years, like I've become way more picky about the 
amount of time I spend with people, oh, yeah. even people that I love. Oh, yeah. He only yeah, spends yeah. time with me on the podcast. Because Dude, I, don't, I, I don't hang out <laughs> with anybody but my wife. <clears throat> my closest friends, one is in uh, Virginia and one's in Texas. I don't necessarily think that's, that's good either, though. Like, I think you need a tribe. <clears throat> oh, you know, I got need, I got, I got friends. Yeah. You know, I got you my need, friends. You need but, tri- you need a tribe to spend time with and do things with. But at the same time, most people in, in today don't have that, which goes back to genetic mm-hmm. lag. It's why a lot of people are very unhappy. Yes. It's because they don't have that tribe. You you look at guys. Guys always look back to to what's the fondest memories guys have, like playing football, yeah. being in school with all your being buddies. Being at deer go, camp or yeah, some shit. Right. That's, yeah, yeah. that's, that's yeah. our best memories. When, yeah. we, when we were there with the guys hunting or, or struggling for a common goal you know that's the highest that's the happiest men memories men have um and the modern world doesn't give us that anymore it doesn't it doesn't provide a tribe it it actually kind of discourages it because that you're taught to go through and and kind of mimic the way women live in a lot of ways and go find a job that you hate sacrifice your time Go punch a time clock, run through the motions, get to the end of the of your life, sacrifice for your wife and kids. It's a men aren't supposed to be happy. Men aren't, you know what I mean? Like yeah, there's there's yeah. this heavy, and that's the reason why gyms like CrossFit gyms and MMA gyms and jujitsu gyms and uh you know powerlifting gyms. If you join a gym like that, the chances of you succeeding are about four times. Yeah, because like you said, it's a tribe. It's you become a family. You become a family. You yeah. join the family, yeah. and you just instinctively do what the people around you do. Like if you get around five hustlers, you'll just instinctively yeah. be a hustler. Like you, you won't even think about it. You know, like I've noticed when I go spend time, I'll go travel and go stay with people sometimes. Like when I got a fight coming up or whatever, just for that mindset shift of being around other people that have that mentality, right. and so. I just, I just, I know from seeing it over and over and over again and how many people come in the gym, they don't make that shift. They don't, they don't let it, it's hard for it to become you if you're not in a tribe. And like you were talking about before, you can't do great things until you're great. You you have to change your identity first, you know, and I talk about that on here all the time. Like you have to change, you have to be a a new person. And that's true in anything. I don't care if it's a business or or the gym or whatever, like if if you're not the kind of person that can accomplish this goal, it doesn't matter how much you want to accomplish it. You're going to yeah. sabotage it. Yeah, so I tell people all the time, there's a big difference between a dream and a goal because a dream is for people who fucking sleep. You know, a True. goal is for somebody who's willing to sacrifice any and everything to get to their goal. Yeah. You know, that's what makes a goal. Yeah. I say, uh, I, w- I was reading Ed Milet's book here recently, and he talks about the difference between goals and standards. Mm-hmm. A goal is something you want to achieve. A standard is something you will not tolerate not it not being in place like right like this is my standard like i'm not and you can't achieve goals without standards right like if my goal is i want to be 170 pounds ripped my standard is every single day i eat this and i go to the gym and that's the way i live my life and i'm not changing that standard goals without standards are kind of a waste because a lot of people have what you're talking about dreams there's a goal but what what are you doing like you you, what what have you done today Exactly. Oh, you want to you want to be you want to be a a podcaster, a YouTuber. You want to be a lean. You want to be a millionaire. Well, what'd you do? Nothing. Shut up. Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> and do I, it. I had to have that conversation with myself, dude. I said I, I told my wife this before Honestly. before she did her last uh, strongman competition. Uh, I told her 
you know, you woke up this morning and you were two ounces heavier than you were yesterday. You know, that means we can eat more today. We can lift harder today. We can train longer today. We're not waking up better than the person we was yesterday. We're waking up a fucking monster. We're going to destroy that person we were yesterday. Yeah. Because if you wake up trying to be better than the person you were yesterday, there's room for error. You know, you're not going to give your full potential because, oh, I was better. Yeah, Yeah. but were you the best? You know, you woke up heavier today, so you can do heavier shit today. So you'll be a better person tomorrow yeah tomorrow tomorrow tomorrow's me will be able to kill today's me that's my goal at the end of the day yeah not to be better there's room for error there right yeah i feel you that one day out of time mentality yeah you yeah know, just like do just kill it today yeah i don't care about the past alcoholics anonymous years. does that too <laughs> <laughs> i'll be honest dude aa and like drug rehabs and stuff they actually have they teach some good stuff yeah they're pretty motivating you know like like one of the things that they teach is just like like for instance um are you going to be sober forever? I don't know, but I'm going to be sober at least one more day. Yeah, I'm just going to kill it today because, I mean, I can't really control 10 years from now, but I can control today. Right. You know, and that's 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 the mentality you need to take into every single day, in my opinion, you know. But I had to get real with myself, dude, because I had all these goals, and I had them for years. Having a podcast was one of them. I remember. Look, f- fucking look at you. Yeah. Me have, dropping that bomb. I'm having, you're, cut good, off. you're good. <laughs> I, having a podcast was one of them. I talked about having a podcast for years, and people kept telling me, dude, you should start a podcast. You start a podcast. And I was like, yeah, man, I should, I should. And I talked about it and talked about it. And finally one day I was like, dude, I got to quit freaking talking about it. Just I just got to do it. I got to quit being a bitch, man. I did the same thing with coaching, man. I helped people as much as I could. And then they nothing. They wouldn't do anything I told them. And, and I tried so, so hard. They wouldn't do anything. They wouldn't yeah. help themselves. Then every time I seen them, I'm like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to it. I'm going to get to it. And then I said, okay, well, how about this? Next time you come back, I'm going to charge you for it. Absolutely. And then then what what? happened? Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Yeah. When you're paying for it, you hold yourself accountable. I have found people do not respect things they don't pay for most of the time. Most of the time, if you don't put your money into it, you don't respect. Because if nothing else, it weeds out those people. Yeah. It weeds those people out. So I don't have to waste my time with people that aren't going to, you know, do what they say they're going to do because it's frustrating when you're trying to help people and you're not charging them anything or charging them very little. And I mean, they just don't have any skin in the game. Like on and my they side, don't respect your time. You like, know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like on my side, you know, people come up and you know, they, they need help. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm here, man. I want to help you. Like, this is, this is what I want to do. Right. You know, I love this. And then do you have a day job. Yeah. What do you yeah. do? I work at steel mill. I got you. Yeah. So they'll come up to me and they really want help. I want to help you. And then I'll get that text. Oh, man, I, I had uh, five pieces of pizza today and uh, I, skipped, I skipped my morning cardio. I'm like, man, why'd you give up? I never gave up on you. Why'd yeah. you give up on me? Yeah. You know, that's why I'm here. I mean, I'm here 24-7. Yeah. Man. I, got, I got clients that text me at 2 in the morning. What do you tell them when they say that? Uh, I try to start out easy. Yeah. You know, like, hey, man, like this wasn't, that wasn't on the diet that right. took me – Two hours right for you. Yeah, you know, and it, this wasn't in your goals. Yeah, you know, your goals was to achieve this by this date, and now we're not going to do it. And I'm saying we we're not going to do it. You know, because if you fail or if you succeed, my name is stamped on your fucking shorts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm putting in as much as I can into you as you need to be putting into you. Right. So anything, if somebody does this viral awesome TikTok, you know, look at me, I lost 300 pounds, kind of thing. You know, I'm not. I'm not like, oh, look at me. I did that. That's not me. Yeah. But 
my name's going to be on but the bottom of his shoe. Yeah, but you're on you it. Know? Yeah. yeah, my name's on it. Yeah. You know, and then the same thing. Some guy's like, man, I lost 13 pounds in one week with, with old Coach B. And this guy's like, oh, I lost four. Did you do everything you're supposed to did do? You do? Did you do what you're supposed to? Did yeah. you do the AA steps? Yeah, right, <laughs> you you didn't. Steps. You dropped out. Go back to war, yep. bro. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I. Uh, what, what's our time right now? Are we sitting 44 minutes? Okay. We got a little time. Why does it not say recording? Because <clears throat> it's live? It always says recording. There's always a Well, why does it not say recording? Dang. Didn't hit the record button. That's okay. Yeah, we, we're live. We're good. So is it not going to stay? No, it'll stay. We just won't have it on our computer. Oh. It'll still be on YouTube. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Mo. Mo, you know old Tyler, man. He ain't going to have a whole lot of sound and motivation episodes. Nah, so. man, but I'm, I, like, I enjoy listening. He's I motivated have, on the I phone. I have something to pop in every now and then, but yeah. I'm, letting, I, I'm letting this man do his thing. You know what I'm saying? And you're more of the person to talk to about that. I'm not. I mean, what can I really say? I'm a 225 pound fat guy right now. You, you so know what? You, what really can I do? You're oh, not, yeah. You're not chubby really guy. fat. You're chubby fat. guy. Might not be in shape. Fluffy, fluffy yeah. fellow. There you go. Well, you that's know. not fat. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, you're one of those people that like seriously, just like a few small consistent changes could just completely change your whole yes. world. I'm sure. I mean, because you're not that far gone. Like, you oh. don't have the genetics. You're getting super fat. You're not obese. Like, I stay. Like I told him, I stay here like year you, round. You could. You Between could. five pounds if, under or over. You could add 20 minutes of cardio, dude. And, yeah. and stop oils and, and, and sugar, dude. And you'd be, dude, just yeah. clean. Just dial back. Like, if I've you been just, practicing on if his you, diet. If you I have took, been practicing. How many? <laughs> like, practice. Like I told you yesterday, it's just it's kind of hard for me. Yeah. It's hard for everybody. Yeah. Hard for just, me too. Just my schedule, Bro. staying staying consistently on the on the same schedule, is hard for me right now. Mm-hmm. And so, if I can move what I want to do to my house, I think that's what I want to do. Maybe I I, I don't I, I don't know. It's so inconsistent. Like one day I can get off at four o'clock, but the next day I may not get off at six thirty. So between that two and a half hour window, where the thing I want to do, I can't do that. See what I'm like saying? a workout, or, or eat at that time. Yeah. But you got to go to work at the same time every day. Yeah, so but I never work. get off at the same time. Get up gotta, before work and go work gotta, out before work. You got to be in at the same time every day. Yeah. Change it. Change what time I got to be there? No. Change what time you go to the gym. Go to the gym before work instead of after work. go before. Right. There's always there's always an answer, dude. Yeah, there's always, always, there's always an answer. Yeah. It may suck because yeah. you probably don't want to get up at 5 a.m. every day. No, every, I have to get up before 5 is the thing. I have to get up at oh, it's 4. Not, oh, you have to get up at 4. When I cut, I wake up at 3.30. Really? Yep. And I and I, I do oh, that sounds I do cardio in the morning so and then conditioning in that. You could you I could, say it sounds so tough. I like you, do harder like shit. Like seriously, you know what I mean, like I seriously know. though, like you don't need, like you don't even, you don't have to mimic what he's yeah, doing for your goals. Like right. you may not want to look like him. Oh. Seriously, bro, you could go get two 35, 40 pound dumbbells and do like a have a back chest like routine that you could do mostly at your house for the days that you can't get to the gym. Right. And if you could consistently keep that up for with like a lower body workout, a chest, shoulders, back, like, and you could sit, can sit with some pull ups or whatever, and you pull and you could do that consistently for two years, your body would look totally different. Yeah. Yo, not trying to plug my shit or nothing, but I totally have an at home workout. Yeah. You were talking and it's, about uh, you only need one matching set. Of dumbbells and a kettlebell, and it's a month long program. Dude, you can do so much. I didn't know if it was out yet. I wouldn't want to. No, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it out now? Yeah, I got it. Okay. So, what's it called? Budget Burn. Budget Burn. Yeah. It's super cheap on you. Yeah. You know, it's 
But you just need minimal equipment, and it's super cheap. You know? I mean, you just there's so much you can do with just a, two dumbbells and a, yeah, and a so kettlebell. Much, I mean, How many people times a day? really. It's just once a day. Like pretty I prefer much, people do it in the morning time. I pretty much know a an isolated movement for every muscle group with dumbbells. I mean, with the exception of some of like the lower body, like. I mean, really, if you're just doing a squat, a squatting or a deadlift motion, you know, exactly. or, or like like an RDL or anything like yeah. that. It's, yeah, you're hitting yeah. everything you need to hit exactly. most of the Calf time. Calf raises, you know. Uh, well, there's a lot of people that say that your calves are getting hit enough with the squat. Like, I've heard a lot of coaches say, like, athletes shouldn't do calf raises. Dude, my calves them. look way better when I'm doing squats than they do when I'm doing calves. Yeah, like, squats are hitting your calves. Yeah. And, and so. Ultimate compound movement. Right. I mean, right. there's nothing, There's not a lot of, I mean, the squat is kind of like the king of the extra. I wish I liked yeah. it more. Yeah. Um, but I've been making myself do it. My new routine now, what I do is I typically do, like, five sets of most of my exercises do five sets of anywhere between usually nothing less than 10 nothing over 20 that that hypertrophy yeah 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 and i i started i changed i changed my i changed the routine because i was listening to this guy and he was like you know the reason a lot of people don't grow in certain areas is because they're just not getting the reps in right and so what i did so like when i start wanting to have traps squats like whatever i have at least one workout a day then instead of doing five sets i do 10 Mm-hmm. So I do 10 sets of 10 to 12 or 20 or whatever I'm doing, but I do 10 sets. And I've already seen massive changes oh, yeah. because I'm doing twice as many sets. You yeah. know, I'm, I, and yeah, that's not a huge deal on one week, but in a year, right. I doubled yeah. my squat, the amount of squats I was going to do over a year. Right. It's huge. If you think about it, like in a diet too, like I tell somebody that's, they just want to lose a little bit or they don't want to make a big change. I'm like, just cut 100, 100 calories out. Yeah. You know, it's just 100 calories. But, you in know, you're not years. thinking about it. that's That's 700 in a week. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a full meal. Yeah, and what's 700 times 52? Uh, you know, a lot I don't know. But that's a whole lot. I'm <laughs> not, that's a big <laughs> number. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, like, with where you are, compared to how much you're doing right now, you could just literally take out, cut your sugars back, yes. take 100. Cancer. Yeah, I mean it, it is, and I eat it too. But it's the worst thing you put in your body is so like high fructose corn syrup and so sugar, bad. whatever. Which is why you like it so much because it's super rare in nature. It, it doesn't like like if you find fructose in nature, it's like, oh my god, I got to eat all this right now because your, it's your body naturally wants to use that for fuel. It wants to burn that first. Yeah, and, and that's, it what ta- that's, that's why it tastes so good to you. It tastes so good because it's. Your body's favorite food, and it's the most rare food to find. Yeah, and it's crazy how I start and burn out, though. I start and burn, I'm sure everybody does that. Everybody, me too. It's like you you start and it's like I go super hard, you know, and then you just burn. Like Taylor loves to buy sweets. That's my kids. that's one of my problems for the kids and for her. Yeah. And so if it's in the house, you're gonna eat the shit, right? That's one of my problem. Me and my wife can't. <laughs> you're not. But <laughs> I don't, I don't well, you am. just you just you got to change that about but yourself. The, but the that's crazy. my problem. Do you too. guys even buy it though? Uh, yeah, my daughter she has a bunch of snacks. Okay. I uh I just I've gotten to the point where I've ate like this for so long that I will be midday at work and be like, man, I really want to go home and eat some turkey and a sweet potato. Really? You know, like that's I crave that. Yeah. yeah I crave like a sweet potato to me is probably like a Snickers bar to you. You know, like that's you know what I mean. Like I want a sweet potato, and you would say, oh, I could go for a Snickers bar. I'm like, no, I want it. I want I'd go for a sweet potato actually. Yeah, I can go for 120 grams. I like that shit. Potato. I like it if it's got like butter oh, and brown oh, sugar. I eat it like an apple. Really? Throw some cinnamon yeah. on it, dude. It's all right. I'm done. Uh, cinnamon's good. So it's cinnamon's allergic. really good for you. I'm allergic. Dude, that sucks because yeah. cinnamon controls that uh, 
like glucose spike. I'm allergic dog. Really? Yeah. I've, I've yeah, read yeah. that. Yeah. What else controls it? Because I'm allergic dog. To cinnamon? Yeah. No, That's yeah. horrible. Yeah, it is. I just found out what? Last year? Yeah, I remember. I remember talking to you about it. I don't remember when it was. I didn't almost die, but I almost died. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, other than you, if you're eating oatmeal for breakfast in the morning, mm-hmm. throw some cinnamon there and it'll control yeah. that, that glucose. Spice. Really? So, they say anytime you look at all the cool fancy stuff, it's like, oh, cinnamon controls heart disease or, or reduces the risk of heart disease. And why is that? Because it's low in your blood sugar. And then, so that's a direct result of it. Now, yeah. I have heard too, though, be careful. You don't want to spike insulin before you go to bed. Yeah, no. Because then your body can't produce growth hormone, somatropin. You know, that's one big reason. Because, you know, insulin is created in your pituitary gland. Yes. And your pituitary gland is only producing one hormone at a time, most of the time. Yeah, we want it to be HGH. And you want it to be growth hormone as long as your body can continue to produce HGH or somatropin. Or if you're taking GABA. How long before you go to bed do you eat? Well, you just want to stay away from, like, like carbs. Yeah. Like when you said you, you... well, you didn't necessarily No carbs bed, before bedtime. You? you said you were going to go home, eat a banana, wait 15 minutes. Kill some food. Kill some food. Yeah. How long before you go to bed? Man, I probably don't go to bed until like 11 or 12, and I'll get home from the gym around like 7.30 or 8, <clears throat> maybe. Yeah. See, I, I get done. My problem is I have I got in a really bad habit because I struggle. I I, have, I used to have a really bad sleep schedule. Um, Just couldn't sleep. Um, yeah. Same way. You know, and... I, it it gets it comes and goes. It gets better and gets worse. But mm-hmm. what I found was, if I ate sugar, I would crash my blood sugar, and that would make me go to sleep. Yeah. And so it created a habit of like at nights that I couldn't sleep, I would go eat a bunch of sugar to make my blood sugars crash, and then I'd be able to sleep. Um, but then it created a habit right. of doing that, and a lot of times I may not be able to sleep for a week, two weeks. It may it may be. I may struggle with it for yeah, months like on end. One or two hours here and there. And so, yeah. And so I'm I'm running on very little sleep, and the, and the little sleep I am getting is because I'm crashing my blood sugar to be able to sleep for a couple hours. And sleep is where we make all of our gains. Okay, yeah. so the, see, now I'm learning some stuff. So sleep. is If, if, the, if the FDA could ban sleep, bro, they would. It, well, How much sleep at night? Six to eight is what they say. That's what six they say. Everybody's six different. Six to eight. Everybody's Everybody's different. Different. Every individual say? is different. Yeah. What are you doing? Man, the the way the way my body's set up right now. <laughs> so, man, like this morning I woke up at five forty, but my alarm clock was set for eight. Okay, and I woke up ready to go, man. You so about six hours. Man, okay, I'll so get four four to, four to five yeah. max for me. Four to and five. I, and, that's what I'm doing I'm like, right now. But I wonder but if that, it's the shape that I'm in is why I feel so bad. But are you waking up. up? Are you waking up in four or five hours? Or are you waking up by alarm clock? Alarm clock. See, like, count, I, huh? I am naturally waking up after four or five hours, and I'm ready to go. What about yeah. you? Um, naturally waking up, or are you alarm clock? No, I, I, I usually get up and take the kids to school in the morning. That's what that's my alarm clock. Um, and then that gets me going in the morning. But it really depends. I go through some stages where I'm getting four hours of sleep. I go through some stages where I'm getting eight, and they both feel right. Okay. Just depend on how what I'm doing at that time, how much my body I'm asking of my body at the time, how hard I'm going. Um, so, I, and I'll see some direct correlation between like, am I putting on muscle at this time? Okay, I'll, I'll sleep a little bit more. I'm having this trouble right now where like I'm not good at going to sleep at all. Period. But I'm also terrible about waking up in the middle of the night. Are you yeah. looking at your phone at night? Of course I am. Stop. Blue light stuff. Well, I, honestly, for me. It, I can do blue light. I just can't do my phone. You saying before? What are you doing on your phone? 
nothing. No, y'all need to be taking GABA. What is that? What you need to do, dude. What's Just GABA? Go, <laughs> Yo, Mo. GABA, uh, GABA powder. This will be our last thing we talk about on this episode. So, yeah, it's like GABA supplement. Spell it. G-A-B-A. Yeah, supplement. It, it, uh, yeah, so that the black one over black. there. Yeah. The other stuff's got other mixed stuff with it. This one's pure GABA. So this one, if you take it before bed. What is it? So it's GABA. So it's this, this it's naturally in your body, but. Um, like it is GABA. It, that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So, but it increases your natural production of human growth hormone. Okay. By 440% while you sleep. Wow. Yeah, so it also. Does it still work for people who are no longer producing? I, I Well, it's the natural production of. So okay. I guess if you're no longer producing, no. Okay. But if you're producing a little, it's going to increase. I mean, it. once you get up in your 40s and stuff, a lot of the time, you're not. Yeah. Your, your production's pretty But much you done. can feel it, man. And it, really? it, yeah, you sleep hard, hard on that. Like you wake up, you know, have you ever slept so hard you woke up sore? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like that. Sometimes, yeah. Like you sleep hard. You know, I took HGH at one time for a little bit, and uh, I didn't get a lot of those results that other people really? like where I was just like knocked out at night. And I mean, I'm not saying it didn't do anything. And with HGH, the thing is, it's expensive, and you got to be on it for a long time. You ain't get that big forehead either, dog. I already had it. Good job. <laughs> I already had it. Usually, when you t- when you look at like the these professional athletes that are taking HGH and they're having these side effects, they're usually taking eight IU's a day or more. I wouldn't even know what that looked like. So usually your insulin needle will have like. 10 international units. So it depends on how you mix it. So HGH comes in a little small vial with 10 international units in it. Um, you can mix that. You would take backwater and you mix the HGH. Man, should I be telling this on a podcast? Yeah, how I don't to know. mix HGH? Because I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. I've never even so seen it. So it comes in a little vial. You have to be very careful with it. You can't spray the backwater down into the HGH because you can. it's a very sensitive compound. Very different than testosterone. Testosterone is like an oil. Yeah. HGH is water-based. So you spray it in there. So you if you, you would take like 10, um, 1 cc or 10 uh, milliliters or whatever of, of like fill up one insulin syringe completely. And then you would take, let's say, four IUs a day, which would be a good starting place for people that are using it for um, anything other than anti-aging, uh, like for athletic reasons. Yeah, right. You, you, you take it every day. Some people say five days a week. It's better to take seven, but it's really expensive. And the thing about it is, is you have to take it for a very long period of time. So average for people who are like doing it for anti-aging is about two international units a day, which would be um, pulling your insulin syringe that's one cc up to a two. And then a starter for like athletic purposes would be about four international units a day. I believe Barry Bonds was taking like 16 international oh, units Oh, wow. Day. He got yeah. huge, too. That dude yeah. was little. <laughs> he, was take, he was taking, I mean, but you got to think, okay, if you're talking average cost of HGH, now you can get it cheaper than this. Like you can get stuff sent from China or Eastern Europe or whatever. But like going and getting like real HGH from America, it's about $10 per international unit. Really? So a vial oh, is about $100. And a vial is only going to last you if you're even you're on a like small a one. Vial? Do what? Like not, like a little, not a 10 mil. No, not You're 10 talking mil- about the little like one, one, one milliliter. Like our, our one it's cc. $100? And so if you're doing four a day, it only gives you two and a half days worth of. Would you say there's like higher and lower quality of the stuff? Of or no? Oh, yeah. yeah, like anything. That's That'd true be. of anything. Um, I, just didn't I don't know the difference, though. I didn't know I mean, if you can go find it a it lot cheaper that, than or? that. You can go find it a lot cheaper than that. But my I would assume that it would be a lot lower quality. 
you know. And a lot of people also fake it and give you HCG mm. instead because it's a lot of the same. What is that? It's for a post cycle recovery. Yeah, PCT. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it, it helps you. It helps you. Pr- you naturally produce testosterone again. It, yeah, it helps re kick all your natural hormones that you screwed up whenever you ran steroids. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You ran tests because your body stops producing tests. HCG gets your body back producing it again and, and helps get things regulated. Yeah, I knew that one. Yeah, I knew like, that one. A lot of people <laughs> will take HCG and will sell you HCG claiming that it's HGH. And and it does two different things. Well, but the but the side effects are similar too. Okay. And when you're looking at your body on the short term, you really can't tell that you're taking HCG instead of HGH. I got you. So it's it's kind of hard to get caught doing that. So who knows, you know? Right. But that's the that's the yeah. There's really no of black market HGH. Yeah. There's really no. What are you going to do? Tell me. Right. And then also, yeah, yeah you're, and you're ordering this stuff yeah. from online yeah. most yeah. of the time. It's and coming to your house, like right? China, genius. That, uh, Eastern Europe or wherever. Yeah. Um, but or China, yeah, China. A lot of HGH comes out of China. Um, but it's HGH is such a crazy hormone to be so illegal because it's it can it can if taken appropriately with supervision. Oh, is it, it illegal from the way you. they get it though? I mean, how, do they take it from like dead babies over there or anything weird? <laughs> no, I like Look, you know what I'm right, saying. This is well, definitely probably synthetic. Let me let me. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just figured if it comes from We're China, you know that. It. Look, is it China where they only allow you want to know? Like you you want to know why why testosterone and HGH and steroids are illegal? You want to yeah. know why? Major League Baseball. Because they fucking work. But That's it's stupid. It, it is the stupid. Time. The fact that steroids are illegal is stupid. It's yeah. so dumb. It's your body. If you want to mess your hormone production up by taking a thousand milligrams a day of testosterone, that's up to you. And then also. It's good for most people, dude. I say it all the time. Like, I'm not gonna judge you if you do steroids. That's that's on you. I don't care. Yeah, you know, just because shit. I don't do it, I don't give now, a shit, dude. I want to see you get your goals, and if you and if you want to go down that path to do it, go ahead. Like, I'm I don't want to do it, but if you want to do it and you're so dead set on it, go ahead, bro. You know, be careful. There's also a lot of different levels to steroids. So a lot of people would say taking one milliliter of testosterone sulfonate a week is steroids. Some people yeah. like me, that's more like. Like test that's more like, you know, testosterone replacement therapy. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't think that I don't think if a if a if the doctor gives it to me, yeah, you know, I don't think that that's, that ruins your, your natty card. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I don't think so. Yeah. At that amount anyway. It's because like, if you go to the steel mills, man, like ninety five percent of us are on it. And should be. Yeah, because our swing I, I'm gonna be just, honest with you, I think that most men over forty the majority of men over forty should be on. I think every yeah. I think at thirty, like you should really go in and get go to the doctor and get your get your labs done. Yeah, you know because you feel so much better. Yeah, it changes the game. Yeah, and and it's that's how you should feel. You Is know, that like I mean? low T. You talking about? Yeah, like people yeah, like go to the doctor and they'll they'll test they'll get You've your test levels. Yeah, really. Yeah, and it's Probably I mean should. as like a guy. Every, as a guy, dude, another thing that, that happens with that testosterone. It's not illegal. You go to the doctor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't care anyway. But or do illegal. it if it is illegal. I don't give a shit. I'm all about it. I'm an illegal motherfucker. Do dude. whatever you want. Here's the thing. All right. Here's the thing. Okay. As a man, you, your body needs testosterone. Yes. Yeah. Your body needs it. Yeah. Like, you are not going to feel like yourself. You're going to feel like shit. You're going to feel bad. You're not going to feel good not on testosterone yep. or not having testosterone in your body. Here's another thing about testosterone. Um, testosterone also increases how much you enjoy difficult things. Hmm. So the, they have proved scientifically 
And the reason for that is, is because high levels of testosterone increases our desire to compete for a mate, yes. to be willing to fight for a mate. If it weren't for that, our fight or flight would kick in. Anytime we would compete for a mate, we'd run away because we don't want to fight. We don't want to risk dying yeah. while compete for a woman. But the higher your testosterone levels, the more you enjoy fighting, the more you yeah. enjoy lifting heavy weight, the more you enjoy playing competitive sports, the more you right. enjoy it, it. The testosterone makes those activities. This is an Andrew Huberman thing. That's where I got this from. <laughs> uh, but it makes those activities feel good to you. And so that's why you see people who have high levels of testosterone, they enjoy, it's not just because they're good at them, they legitimately enjoy the struggle. So when your testosterone, yeah. your prolactin goes really high, or your estrogen goes really high and your testosterone gets dumped, you don't like working out. You don't no. like running. You don't like doing hard things and difficult things. But when your testosterone levels are higher, those activities become more enjoyable to you. And so that's one big thing with testosterone right there. And as a man, you should want to do hard stuff. Yes. And we'll get into that on our next episode yeah, of the Man Up yourself. Podcast. We are going to wrap this one up right here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Man Up Podcast. We'll see you all in the next episode on Wednesday. Peace.